When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Monday. Hopefully you had a great weekend. I'm glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back in your ear holes. And for those of you that are new around these parts to Really Riley, this is the spot where a mom of two, wifey, fitness fanatic, uh, travel obsessed, no bullshit taker, tells you her take on all things everything I just listed and some more like reality TV or my favorite things of the week or just life as I don't want to say former radio personality because we're not giving up on that dream yet, but um, media radio personality turned podcaster turned small business owner turned. I don't even know what else I turned anyway, but welcome if you're new around here. And if you're not, thanks for coming back, my OGs. So I haven't given you any recaps on um, Bravo lately, or at least not as many as I would like. So I figured I would get into it because that's what I've been watching. There's not a lot of like the other banger shows coming back right now, I guess, you know, because of the sag strike and such. Um, So I'm glad my Bravo is still around. And I have been obsessed with that show that I told you guys about a couple podcasts ago, um, The Special Forces 2. It's If you haven't seen it, oh my God, you need to watch it because it's on Hulu. Um, it's basically a bunch of, I mean, I didn't know there was a season one, but it's a bunch of reality TV stars that get together and they have to go through this extensive training that's, you know, military style that's like, holy crap. I mean, they've been like rappelling down dams. I'm talking like on a rope with extensive speeds. I mean, there's just been so much stuff. They had to go under deep water in the dark, in the cold where they could get hypothermia. So it's got Jack Osborne. It's got uh, Jojo Siwa. It's got um, Rob Kardashian's ex-fiance and baby mama, Black China, Bodie Miller, um, just a very big myriad of people. So on the episode that I'm on right now, like I think there's only like eight recruits out of like 14 that haven't quit. (sighs) Sandoval in this episode from uh, Vanderpump Rules. Again, if you guys are newbies and you don't know Bravo, he's the dude that's been on Vanderpump Rules for ever since season one. And he cheated on his girlfriend, Ariana, of nine or 10 years in the most horrible way while she was grieving the loss of her dog, her grandmother. He was fucking her best friend in their house, literally. Ugh. And he is on the Special Forces show, and I think this was three months out from when all of this broke. So this has been going around for a long time, since like March of this year, I think. Um, he's not doing so badly during the contest. Like, he's actually keeping his own, but he is a whiner. 
a whiner. Like, he's just like, oh my God, man, my back. And like every other like moment. And I'm just like, really, dude, come on. Now they were like trekking across rough terrain with a 200 pound boat, but there was four people to this boat. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, if I can deadlift like 178 pounds, 185 was my max. Now listen to me. I realize that they're carrying the boat, but if there's four of you, if you work it out, you can travel with that and it shouldn't be a like easy breezy thing, but it shouldn't be as dramatic as this dude was making it like, come on. But that's not what I wanted to tell you about. The 40 year old man child moment. It's just come on. Nothing annoys me more. Nothing annoys me more than when a man, and I don't hate on men, It's not that, but it's just when a man turns into a man child, it fucking bothers me because for centuries they've been viewed as the stronger sex. (laughs) We all know that I don't believe that. I don't think that women are better than men either though. I just, you know, for years men were able able to be head women because they didn't give them a boy, a male heir, which lo and behold, we find out now that it's actually the man's sperm that decides that fact. How's that for fucking fucked up? But it's just men always have these very fragile egos in a sense. And men in some certain situations and in some, let's just say this, in my lifetime, there's been many instances where it's like, you know, men are just the strong ones and you have to treat them as such or their little ego will be hurt. I'm like, like, stop. But I used to like Sandoval, actually, even when he cheated on Kristen 10 years ago. Because I didn't think him and Kristen were good together. I don't like the way he exited the relationship at all. Do they need to be done? Yes. Was Kristen done wrong? Yes. But did I like him and Ariana together? Absolutely. I don't think that anybody's happiness should be made out of somebody else's despair in a cheating situation like he did with Kristen. But as years went on and everybody became friends again, I was like, wow, okay. Like if there was one good thing that came out of something horrible was their relationship. Because... He was like, oh, can we like get married when they were a couple years in? But then as Ariana said, like the minute that the cool girl that she once was started acting like a girlfriend and acting like a life partner that they promised because they had a house together, she was fertilizing her eggs supposedly or going to with his sperm. And apparently he couldn't stop drinking long enough to do it, whatever. But after this all went on, he went on the special forces show and he kept saying how he wanted to be punished and he wanted to punish himself. And I looked at him in this scene. I'm like, you are not there to punish yourself. You are there to make people think that you are there to make people feel like you had repented. And then after he gave a poor performance in this, you know, boat trekking exercise, he whined about the fact that his ex-girlfriend And his, I don't know if they're still partners, but his partner, um, Tom Schwartz, soon to be ex-wife because they weren't divorced at the time yet, had made $200,000 or over $200,000 in merch in two weeks. I just don't understand what these Bravo celebrities are doing when they do this ridiculously horrible stuff and they're bringing it all back to money. I understand the entertainment business and reality TV is that because it's less reality than it is TV is all about the coin. I get that part. That's why Bethany's doing her whole reality reckoning. And do I think that 
all um, Bravo celebrities should be compensated in equal parts for their roles in the master wheel that makes all the money for these networks. Yeah, but that that's different. This is not that. Like, bruh. Do you, he, he cries about it being such a big deal, but then wants to make it known that he's mad he didn't make as much money or that they made money off of this as she should, dude. She has to figure out how to get a different house away from you because here it is like a year later, they're still living together. I digress. Let me play this clip for you so you can just hear how whiny he sounds. I had like an affair with another woman. She's also on the show. It just was the perfect storm. Like my publicist had never seen anything like it reality star having an affair on CNN. It's so stupid. It became this team Ariana thing. They sold $200,000 in merch in like two weeks. Seeing people I've been friends with for well over a decade just turn on me. It was just so exhausting. Trying to play the victim makes it look pathetic. You are not a victim. You created this. The first thing you should be doing is owning it. In the job that we did, we cannot blame someone else. We have to own it quick. Because if we don't, people will die. They have died. I'm so glad those gentlemen, not so gentlemen to him, put him in his fucking place. But the look that he had in his eyes concerns me. Because when you're dealing with a true narcissist, I don't feel as though they ever really feel remorse. And if they do, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't think it's like this true genuine thing that they're never going to do it again. And the look, his eyes are dark and they went black when these people were calling him out on his shit. Do I feel like he's learned his lesson? Absolutely not. And why should he? Because he's just going right back to Bravo. They're already, you know, filming season, what is it, 11 now? And he's not going to stop his ways. He just got to go back to his normal life. Sure, he might have had six, seven, eight, nine months of, you know, getting pummeled in social media. And granted, like, I don't think anybody should get death threats the way that some of the other cast members were. And I'm sure he did too. But I think he deserved to take his licks and not cry about it. And side note, you're whining about them getting $200,000. You're on a reality TV show with this special forces and they're paying you that. Get out of here. But I also figured I would talk to you guys about the Real Housewives of New York because I haven't gone there yet. Now, Real Housewives of New York used to be my favorite of the franchises. I really dug Atlanta for a while, but then I feel like some of the toxicity there just, ugh. I quit watching it like when, partly when I lived in Atlanta because I just really, really loved that city. And I was like, I just, I don't know that I like seeing, I don't know. I think I like seeing my reality TV in like a fantasy place. Like I don't, full disclosure, I don't watch Real Housewives of Potomac because it's like if I live in the city that it's in, it doesn't feel like my escape. It's like, oh yeah, you know, my life isn't as crazy as theirs or whatever, because sometimes it's a lot worse. I just, I don't know. I have some weird thing about not watching the franchises of the city that I'm in. Um, I, d- I have watched all of them, but just not as religiously. Um, so Real Housewives of New York, a lot of people, including Bethany Frankel and Jill Zarin, who hasn't been on in ages. They had did a whole podcast ripping their choices and, you know, how they didn't get invited to the cast party. <sighs> That's a whole other podcast about that. But everybody at first was 
saying that they're not the same caliber as some of these other women. Because, you know, Sonia Morgan was married to JP Morgan. You know, Bethany Frankel, she has obviously a billion dollar business and all different kinds of philanthropic endeavors. And she's just all over the news. Like all of these women that were so big. Well, that's not to say that some of these women won't be very big, because if you remember, Bethany, when you first started the show, you were selling your handbags to pay your rent. And that's her that said that in her book, not me. But I figured if you haven't seen it yet, which they're already into the finale that's playing next week, so I know I'm late to the game. But if you wanted to, since I have such an ability, supposedly, from what you guys tell me, to make you guys start watching these shows, this is one I think you should watch. Because at first I was just like, meh. Real Housewives of New York. Like, I don't want to start over. Like, I'm, I guess I'm getting to be a Bravo fuddy-duddy because of the fact that I don't want to, like, re-watch shows. But I put it on when I can't sleep at night, and I actually did get into it. Um, so the cast is Cy de Silva. Like, at first, I did not like her. But she grew on me because she reminds me the most of myself on this show. So she's been married since 2009 to her husband, Craig, and apparently he keeps the household while she works. Um, no problem with that because, you know, whatever dynamic works for you. And I think that like, if my husband and I had to do that, we would. Um, but she is a social media influencer. She's got some good partnerships too, like Dior, Fendi, Bentley. I mean, damn, but she also has a blog and I like her story because she's this like spicy, like fireball and you know she's had some tragedy too because you know her mom passed away of alcoholism and I think that she said something along the lines of that like she was bipolar and she kind of had like the onset of something like dementia when she passed away it wasn't exactly that but it was something along those lines where she wasn't herself when she passed so I dig her and her style is banging and she's just a really no nonsense person like she takes zero shit off of anybody and I love that um there's Uba Hassan Uva cracks me up too. She's just like, she's another one sassy and feisty, but she's a ray of sunshine. She's really like happy, except for that one incident in the show where they hid her phone, which I can't lie. I'd have fucking got pissed like this too. If somebody took my phone and hid it from me and made me think for hours it was gone, especially when I was in another country. Oof. But she got in this other chick's face, like literally ripped her sunglasses off of her face and said, take these off when you're talking to me. Whoop. I swear some of the shit these bitches pull, like old school Hoochie Hoop Riley would come out and there would be some issues, like security would get involved. But she's a philanthropist, I can say this word, I swear, she's a philanthropist, she's a model, and she's also got a personal hot sauce company called Uba Hot. I mean, I want to get into this. Like, I want to taste this stuff. Because she said she started it when she was a model and all she could eat was plain fish and she was desperate for some taste. Since I want to start counting my macros again, I might be ordering this stuff. Um... Aaron Dana Leachy, Leachy, uh, I don't know how I feel about Aaron. I feel like I would fight her. <laughs> Damn, I'm feisty today. No, I feel like we would we would be the ones that would probably butt heads the most because she's a cool girl. I mean, she's got good style. She's got a really good um, relationship with her husband. They've been married 10 years. She has three kids. She looks banging, and apparently their sex life is very healthy because they talk about it all over the show, even swinging or the potential thought for that in the future. Um, she's a real estate agent and she's an interior designer. Um, she has her own firm called Home Girl. Okay. Look, that's a cute name and all. I just, um, I don't know if Home Girl would be the name that I would have chosen for something like, anyway, whatever, each to their own. Um, but she's like a little fucking potster. 
Like she's the one that likes to just throw shit in there and then like, what did I mean? I didn't do anything. Oh my God. Like, uh, I can't stand people like that. I can't stand people that don't own their shit. Just like Sandoval, I can't. No, can't do it. Okay, so, excuse me. Almost choked myself. Um, so Jenna Lyons. I like Jenna Lyons, but when I saw the snippets for the finale, they say Uba, the model, um, said that Jenna Lyons on TV is poor me, I'm old, I'm, you know, sad, whatever. And that was her words, not mine. Um, but then Jenna Lyons in public in her personal life is a powerhouse. So she's regarded for her work in the fashion industry. She was big in the early 2000s, like to 2010. She was lead designer for J. Crew. Um, she did star in her own reality show on HBO Max called Stylish in 2020. I'm going to have to watch that. Um, she's got a daughter, or sorry, uh, a son. And she was married to a man called Vincent Manzu, but she is now... Um, I forgot if she said she's bisexual or if she's gay. Um, but she's no longer with the person that she was with for years. Courtney Crangy was her ex, the sister and business partner of Jiller Philip Crangy. Like, <laughs> the sister and business partner of. Like, that would suck to have that title. I swear to you, I don't ever want to be somebody else's and ever again. But, well, I digress. That's a whole other podcast, like I always say. Um, eh, I like her, but it's just like... She's very, she talks a lot about like she has a genetic disorder where her skin looks kind of like, like not skilly, but like it's not, I don't remember what she called the disease, but it's almost where she says in her own words, like people say you look dirty because it's just, it's not rosacea. What's what I'm looking for? It's not what Kim Kardashian has. Why can't I think about it? Oh my God. Anyway, it's, it's just a skin disease and she definitely mentions it a lot. And I'm not saying that I don't like her because of that. I think she's just, I think Uba's right. She's a little woe is me on the show. Then there's Jessel Tank. Okay. I like Jessel's sassiness, but she's also one that's very in her own bubble and will say some of the most pretentious shit. And I don't even think she sees anything wrong with it. And being pretentious fucking bothers me, especially because supposedly she said she came from like nothing. She's a fashion publicist. She grew up in London. She was raised by an Indian household. They were all very close-knit. She went to New York to pursue her dreams. She married Pavit, whom she shares twin boys with. Now, these two were the couple that got the most attention on this season's Real Housewife of New York because it, at first I, I saw this and I was like, ugh. So apparently they hadn't had sex in two years. So to be fair, though, she was probably pregnant for I mean, probably she was pregnant for 10 months of that. They always say it's nine, but it's not because you've got a month in there where you probably don't know. And then after that, there's postpartum six weeks. So you're at a year. And then after that, you're not exactly wanting to jump on the horse right the fuck away because it hurts and you're everything's loose down there. So that's, you know, a year and a half. And then if you have twins and you're both working, it's a lot. So I could see it. I could. I'm not saying I did that, but I mean, look, everybody's marriage is different. And so they were talking about on the show how they were going to have a date night and they were going to do the deed and they did. But then they were also talking that Pavit wanted to go to, where was it that he was going? Um, it was overseas. He was going overseas for one day. It was a 36 hour trip because, or Thailand, 
that he wanted to just go and get his me time. And everybody kept saying like, oh my God, he's definitely cheating. They haven't sex in two years. And then he's just taking off for one night. Well, this boss ass motherfucker. Like the thing that I really loved is that this is something my husband Marshall would do if he was like a real, like if he was a housewife husband, like he would so, he posted a TikTok that he's like, oh, the most controversial like trip to Taiwan overnight has happened. And yes, I took notes like Jessel, like Jessel said at one point in the season that she was taking notes on something that the girl Erin, I think, had done to her. So she would just put notes in her phone every single time this person pissed her off or did something wrong. I was like, that, is that a boss move or is that crazy? Because I actually, like, you know, when somebody does so many things to you that's hard for you to remember what exactly they did? I think it's kind of a boss move. So you can just have like receipts on them and notes and like checkpoints when they try to call you on something that didn't happen. I actually, okay, yeah, it's decided. It's a boss move. Um, but he posted this TikTok chronicalizing every bit of the trip and he just goes there to eat really good cuisine. He gets caviar and champagne and peace and quiet from twins on a first class flight there. And then he gets to sleep on the way back. Honestly, when you're a parent, I've never been a parent of twins, but I do have two. That sounds like heaven to me. So good on him. Boss move, friend, for being like, fuck you, I'm not cheating. So is it something that I would watch for season two? Yeah, I like it. I think it's good. And Southern Charm. Okay, so far, it's been kind of juicy. So at first it started off just kind of meh. And I feel like Madison on the show is basically going to be the Catherine you know, the bad girl that had all the like blow ups and then was all up in everybody's business. And then it was like, okay, you don't really have a storyline anymore because Madison now is a married woman. Her husband's really not on the show that much, at least so far, because, you know, they do like a long distance marriage thing where she's with him four days of the week and then at home in South Carolina for four days of the week with her son. What works for everybody works for everybody. And I would never say never, but I don't think that would be an arrangement that would make me happy as a newlywed. But hey, again, each to their own. I have these opinions about children that if I didn't give birth to that child, I got no business saying anything about how that child should be raised. I'm starting to feel the same way about marriages because if somebody ever walked in and tried to give me some boo-boo about my marriage, listen, nope. Um, but then there's Shep and Austin, whom it's recently been revealed. If you haven't watched it yet, tune, like I don't want to tell you to tune out, but just you probably have watched it by now. I hope you have because if you haven't, it's not my fault two weeks later that you haven't watched it, three weeks. Um but turn your headphones down for a second if that's the case. But Shep was with Taylor for like two and a half years. He cheated on her. They broke up. That was a big hoopla. Well, now Austin has hooked up with her. And Olivia was his ex. And then Olivia and Taylor are best friends. That's all coming to light. And in the midst of this horrible and tragic, Olivia's brother passes away. They haven't said why yet on the show. And I haven't like dug into it. Um, but then all of a sudden you see everybody like coming together to be there for her, which is a beautiful thing, but it's also like, I really hope that that is an Austin's window to get back in there with Olivia because he felt so bad that he hooked up with her best friend. And he's like, Oh, I, I always thought that we would be friends. Like <laughs> that's how you treat your friends. Okay. You can be friends after being exes. I think, I don't know. I've never done it, but Like, you're going to sleep with her best friend and then lie to her about it? And then, like, I don't know. I understand his intentions were pretty good to want to go and be there with Olivia after her brother died because he also lost a sibling years and years and years ago. 
So he understands that bond, and but he kept saying, he's like, I just want to go over there, and I just want to comfort her, and da-da-da-da. I just want to be there for her. And it's like, Craig, whom I usually think is a Dumbledore, said, you know, do not go over there. Like, do not make this about you. And it's like, yeah, like another narcissist moment when he was like, they were showing the clips of therapy that he's like, oh, I'm just here because I want to be there for her and blah, 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 blah. And like, I want to figure out why I'm like this. Well, bruh. The last conversation you had with her is that she hated you and wanted nothing to do with you. Like what in the fucking world makes you think that that would have been appropriate to go over there? You can tell I haven't watched the last bit of this episode because I think that they actually have a conversation. <sighs> but if that was me, I'd be like, you could, you got to give me a minute, a year, because you're not the one that, that if, if it's making you feel better to be bonded to her after her brother died, you know, like, yeah, you want to be there because you're the only person she knows that can be there for you. So I don't know, maybe you send some flowers and let her know you're thinking of her, but you don't go to her house after her brother died. Like, no, you'd have got a flower plot, like smashed over your head if that was me. <laughs> man, I am just violent this evening. Well, it's been a hell of a weekend, man. My, my, my baby boy, my OG baby boy, he had his birthday. He had four games this weekend. One of them got canceled, so we only were there for three, but it was a lot. It was cold. And now I need to go watch some Bravo, have some dinner and take a bath and go to bed. Because <laughs> I sound like an old lady, but I really hope you guys enjoyed this little Bravo recap. And I want to hear some more things from you, what you want to hear on the show. Do you want to hear more Riley's Fade Fives? Show Me the Ring is back on Friday. I know I said it was going to be back last week, but my mom brain forgot that it was my son's birthday. I didn't forget the actual birthday or the things we did for it. I just needed to be a little bit planning a little better. And I did an audible and did a birthday podcast with him. Sorry, not sorry. But Friday is going to be the show me the ring with one of my really good radio girlfriends, Holly of Holly and Miguel. If you guys have followed us from Florida, you probably know them. They're amazing, and Holly's even more amazing, and her story is so crazy good, like getting proposed to with the rose quartz. Listen. And she got a ring. The ring is fabulous, but I got to tell you all about this story. That's going down on Friday. So, you guys, I really hope you have a really great Monday. I hope that you are enjoying this day because Mondays usually suck, but I hope I helped you get a little bit through it on the way to work or wherever it is you're going and listening. Um, I love you longest, and you guys, I have a lot of pop-ups coming up. I think I scheduled like one, two, three. I have four events coming up in December and one in November so far. Maybe one on the 28th. So yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, But yeah, mama's got to pay for them Christmas presents. And then Marshall's birthday is right after Christmas. So it's going to be an expensive couple of months. Speaking of that, if you guys want to support the Really Rally podcast, you can become a part of the We Got This Army and get special $5 off uh, merch on the website, which side note, I just uploaded all the fall winter merch, not all of it, but some of it. Oh my God, this hoodie, mm, it's a crop hoodie. It's the best camel color. Oh my God, I love it. Uh, and then the puffer vest. So most of the time, radio podcast merch is just crap. I don't do that. If I wouldn't wear it, then I won't sell it. So you can also check that out at reallyreallypodcast.com. That's also where you can check out the link to become part of the We Got This Army. Everybody gets a special welcome goodie. I get I send welcome goodies periodically through the year, which those are going out this week for the current We Got This Army members. 
You also get exclusive audio, exclusive video. A lot of times I will video the podcast and there's stuff in there that you might miss that I send to you. So if you want to get in on that, please make sure you go to reallyreallypodcast.com. Check me out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Riley Couture, at Really Riley Podcast, at House of W by Riley. And I love you guys so much for listening. I hope you have a great day until I talk to you on Wednesday. Anybody got to ask Riley's, please send them along. Really Riley Podcast at gmail.com or DM me. I love you guys longest. Have a great couple of days. It's really Riley.